Hello, everyone, and welcome to Old Ass Movie. Yes, those old ass movie reviews. I'm Scott. Old There's ass. Dave. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Dave. That's Scott. We're here to review Star Trek First Contact. 1996 was when the movie was filmed. 1996, yep. And it's got a, I mean, it's got everybody in it. It's got the entire cast. It's got Patrick Stewart as Picard, Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn as our favorite uh, Klingon war. Gates mm-hmm. McFadden, she looked great in this. Uh, Marina Citrus, Sertris, Sertis? I'm not hard, yeah. sure how to pronounce her name. And one of my favorite actresses of all time, Alfre Woodard. Love mm-hmm. her. Um, James Cromwell played Zephram Cochran. I have a problem with that, but we'll get back to that momentarily. <laughs> um, Alice Krieg was the Borg Queen. Yes. I never, yes. I never put a name or yeah, face. Alice, yeah. man, does she Just, bring a performance here? Um who else? Oh, Neil McDonough, McDonough. Yeah. Let me stop right McDonough. there because the minute I yeah. saw him on the bridge, I'm like, I know him. I know him. Right. And it took me a while to get around to Damien right. Dark from the Arrowverse on the right. CW. And it's like, that's Damien Dark. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. There's also uh, Robert Picardo makes an appearance mm-hmm. as the uh, graphic doctor. The doctor from Voyager. There's another. I want to say it is, is it Dr. Flocks from Enterprise Flocks shows up as as the Mater D in the holodeck. Yeah. Yes, it's like but wait, we got Flocks and the other doctor, whatever his name is. It's like oh my god. Here's somebody I'm going to have to look for. It says defiant con officer and I don't know I don't remember seeing this guy, but Adam Scott, the uh that- the the demon from uh, the the good place, the 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 jerk demon. Oh my God! Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. he was a defiant I, con officer. I'm like, holy crap! So now I got to look for him. I, I didn't even know he mo- was in this movie. There's a moment in here because we're, we're we jumped right to the cameos. There's a, and this right. is what you're going to find in any Star Trek episode or movie. If somebody has yeah. something to do with Star Trek, they're probably in the background somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. mean, then they continue to just show up in different makeup and, and different stuff. But I swear, I thought I saw Bolana Torres um, in the background at some point, you know, from Enterprise. I doubt it. And it's like, I wait a minute. How old do Klingons get? <laughs> so, they get pretty old. A couple hundred years. So, so she definitely could have been. 150, 200 years, I think. Yeah. Uh, and well, well, here's something interesting. Um I want to go through the screenplays real quick first because mm-hmm. it gives credits in in IMBD for Gene Roddenberry was the television creator. Rick Berman was for the story. Brandon Braga came up with the story. Ronald D. Moore came up with the story. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go down a little bit lower and you find out who actually wrote the screenplay. Brandon Braga and Ronald D. Moore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why the hell do you have all these other guys on? Just to, to, to give them credit when, it, when they get idea. paid. Yeah, they, they get they, paid for having that credit. Yep. Crazy. But um, those two guys and Jonathan Frakes was the director. Yeah, it and great. it shows. He has yeah. he has a yeah. fun, lighthearted, but yet 
he's got a style. He's got a signature. And yeah. we, we see that after all the movies that we watch that, you know, you can tell when does. you're watching a John Carpenter film or, you know, right. James Cameron or these people, they, they leave their thumbprints all over it. And Freaks uh, definitely does. I, I want to mention one thing, and I was just flicking through some of the IMBD like uh, trivia things that I had never mm. known before. And here it says, which I thought was very interesting, although his name is never given in the film, according to Star Trek canon, the Vulcan who salutes Zephram Cochran is named Solkar, as mentioned in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Solkar is the great uh, is the grandfather of Sarek and subsequently the great grandfather of Spock. I never knew that. I don't know how true that is, but that's what IMBD says. So now I'm going to have to look it up. Well, when you mentioned Sarek, you reminded me there was an actor um, that was dressed as a civilian there on in that camp was that from Cochran that looked like Sarek, and I was like, is yeah. that the same guy? <laughs> yeah, you're looking at him like, wait a minute, wait, what's going on? Um, speaking of Zephyrin Cochran, now this is b- before we get into the actual movie. I want to I want to say my problems mm. with the movie. My big sure. problem is, with this movie is Zephyrin Cochran. Um, I don't mind the actor. I I have a problem with Zephyrin Cochran being a human on Earth after the Third World War. Zephram Cochran was from Alpha Centauri, as hmm. created in the original series. Literally, have an entire episode with Zephram Cochran oh, and damn. this alien thing that kept him alive and healthy all these years. And he literally tells a story about him being on Alpha Centauri. Well, that's an odd change. <laughs> but not just that, but there was an entire chronology of space for the Star Trek universe and geeks like me who read this book, there's mm-hmm. like three pages of nothing but Zephram Cochran in history and how he came up kind with the idea figure. <laughs> and how it got, how it all feeds into the Federation and creating, basically helping to create the Federation and make it bigger. Zephram Cochran was on Alpha Centauri. It was an accident. He basically, if I remember correctly, came up with the idea and then created it by accident. They could have still done this movie the ex- almost the exact same way. They could have had them uh, on patrol to Alpha Centauri, or that's where the Borg were attacking because of where Zephram Cochran was at. The exact same history, the same fucking story could have taken place, but instead they got sloppy, they got lazy, and they didn't give a shit about the fans. And I remember watching an episode, or a, an interview, I should say, when somebody was interviewing, it was either Berman or or one of the other producers, and actually called them out on that and said, well, why wasn't Zephram Cochran just... One. And another thing. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess but my, my biggest point was the Borg going to Alpha Centauri when they were asked about so I think it was Rick Berman. Might not have been Rick Berman. I may be having my my producers mixed up. But when they asked and said, "Well, why didn't you just make Zephram Cochran Alpha Centaurian and basically go there?" His simple answer to the fans was a "fuck off." And this is how it went. We didn't think anybody would notice. That is, a we fuck didn't off. think it was a big deal. It is a big deal. 
Exactly. Especially for a, a geek like me who's read a bunch of the books. If he would have if he would have well, said, look, it just worked better for what we wanted to do and the story yeah. we wanted to tell. And we know we're venturing from canon, but it just this was an artistic choice. You don't have to like it, but it's not a fuck you. <laughs> so. and for me, even that answer wouldn't have been good enough. But yeah, right. I would have been like, oh, it's okay, better than you know, fuck you. <laughs> that, that's that's you're saying that you thought you told a better story. Uh, I don't agree, but OK. But I still yeah. think all they had to do is take everything that happened on Earth, move it to Alpha Centauri. Nothing would have changed. It, would, it wouldn't it have changed been the exact same story. And it would have been in canon. Which brings us to the problem with Star Trek that I see in Star Trek now mm-hmm. with the current uh, crop started with this movie. Hmm. That's my opinion. It started with this because they basically looked at canon, they looked at lore, they looked at everything and were like, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about it. I swear to fucking God, get out of there. Go. Yeah. Out. Out. <laughs> As Dave herds his uh, dogs like a pack of tribbles, uh, wild rabid tribbles it is, See eating that? green screen tribbles. Get out of here. You, get out of here. You had a bone. You had a bone to chew on, and you chose mm. to chew on. I'm sorry, folks. But the, as, as Dave wrangles those. Usually I just let him sleep or lay down next to me, and this this one's just acting a a fool yeah that's but what that, they do the, to back to the movie i'm sorry folks uh yeah i i find it offensive when somebody does that i found it yeah, offensive I star it. wars i find it offensive with star yes. trek i find you know to just look at the fans that made you that made your franchise made it a billion dollar corporation and just said we didn't think it yeah whatever and you don't do that well, to them you just don't it, it's not no right. you don't and we can't talk about this movie without talking about the series Picard because mm-hmm. it does all tie together. And God bless yeah. what Terry, Terry Metalis did with, with um, Picard was he did give fan, he gave the fans what they were looking for and made an attempt to say, Hey, look yeah. at this, you know? So and I, the, I do appreciate third, that. I think the third series in yes. Picard. That was and that was his season. Yeah. Was the best. Yeah, because that mm-hmm. guy he got it. I think he looked around and went, What's missing? Oh, everybody else. Everything changed about <laughs> that. That the, yeah. the show. When we hit the third season, it was a different vibe, a different feel. Yeah. And it's like, and it was like, Oh my God, you know, this is really cool. By the time we get to the end and the the reveal of the yeah. Enterprise D. And like, I don't <laughs> think they were swearing as much in that in that third season either. They may have said a couple of swear words, but not not no, they nearly pulled it as back. much as they did in the very first series. Like I, yeah, because they were trying to be edgy. I felt about that. Oh I yeah, no, like, I get really, it. Come on, guys, stop. They don't swear then. That it, and when they do, they do it poorly. You know, double dumb ass on you and to hell with their orders. Like like uh, data says. Data. Yeah. In this, and again, I still think uh, he's the best actor. Brent Spiner is phenomenal. Brent Spiner, yes. I think, is still the best actor. I think at this point, and this is going to be blasphemous to some people. I mean, Patrick Stewart is a is a really phenomenal actor. Oh yeah. However, yeah. his his Picard is very to me very flat. It's very um, at this point in his career, he's he's very one dimensional, or yeah. at least feels that way. That he doesn't have the range that he brought in that third season of Picard. There was so much emotion, and you could see just he had so much to work with. But on yeah. On here, it was just kind of, it was, I, 
I told you I'd watched uh, started to watch Deep Space Nine, and um, I really yeah. wanted when seeing Picard and Cisco meet up. I just really wanted Cisco to punch his ass. Oh yeah, yeah. You Everybody know? did that. I that I know that watched that movie. I wouldn't but, have been able to control myself. I would have shot him with a phaser. Picard in that <laughs> in that in that section there in that little bit in that little meeting came uh, off as arrogant, mm-hmm. a dickhead. Yeah. And, you know, fuck you. I did. You know, I'm John Luke Picard. And it's yeah. like, that's why I just love Alfre Woodward. Wood, is it Woodard or Woodward? Woodard. Al, her 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 character in this. She she's the civilian on on yeah. board. She's yeah. like she just goes off. John Luke, you know, yeah. blow up the damn ship. Yeah, and she's it's like, telling everybody, why, why aren't we blowing up the ship? Well, the captain made a decision. We're just going to follow it. And she's like, and she's you like, know, it's a bad decision. What the fuck? We can kill all these things. Yeah. She marches into his office and everybody's looking at him like, is she crazy? What the hell's wrong with you, old, old white guy? She, get us and it, was, it was good. It was at that point, Jean-Luc started to change. And maybe, you know, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, I right. always thought it was it was a good performance and all of that. But seeing what we saw in the three seasons of Picard and seeing how what range he brought to that character and what yeah. much more human. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird to see this very cardboardish Picard. I felt like he, uh, what's the, what's the word I want to go with? I'm not sure how, how to say it. Cause I liked, I liked his character in this. I really did. Oh, absolutely. To me, to me, it was a little bit more rounded. I felt like he, mm. he played outside of the flat character that he played in the series so much and in yes, the he did. movies that he played. So to, to me, it gave him a little bit more like he's actually ticked off about something. How it came about so quickly is the thing that I thought they needed to stretch out a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they had him having the nightmares and the voices in his head. They they had him like going to turn a little bit, but then all of a sudden he would just turn right away. And I'm like, okay. That seemed awfully rapid. I mean, I know they're mm-hmm. aboard your ship and you're trying to talk to people, but now you're just going to suddenly forget all of your training and everything you've ever done and just, you know. Yeah. It just seemed a little awkward for me. But other than that, I liked, especially when Alfred Woodard and him got together and started mm-hmm. acting against each other. Yes. She, she, it's almost like she, her being there, her acting pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, him in a way that he needed that nobody else was pushing him in that's real exactly life, like, like like i just no, feel that's... like she brought something to the table that he was like oh oh we're doing this now okay i gotta i gotta up my game i mean and you want to see you 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 want to see a good actor really shine you put him ag- across from another good actor yeah. where they have the chemistry yeah. and we have that and what what ends up happening is you push it you push each other to 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 just be be more in the moment and more that character and you feed off that energy. And that's what they had. And that's, that's why casting is so damn important. And that's yeah, really well. Yeah. And like I said, my, my issue with uh, uh, Patrick Stewart's performance is only because I've, I'm judging it now after watching Picard. Right. So so my view changed on that and it's like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just one of those things that it just the movie to me comes across a little different after you see the arc that's going to happen from this. And having Alice Krieg as the Borg Queen, I mean, this is she does such a great she was a fantastic. great job with it. And it was neat in season three of Picard 
We didn't see her because that was not her body, but that was her voice right. again um, right. a- after Annie Version uh, had passed. So, yeah, it was yeah. really cool. I'm sorry, yeah, they're but, driving me nuts. So. It's all good. It's all good. But the um, yeah, it's it's one of the better better ones for sure. And and yeah. I like we have again. Data has his emotion chip on. <laughs> And That's good. That's nice. Yeah, it, it doesn't last long because he starts to freak out. They're like, shut it off. <laughs> so, I wish I could do that, Data. Yeah, uh, well, now. The fact, um, <laughs> fact that the Borg got aboard the ship. Here's one thing that I really liked. Um, speaking of the Borg and on the ship and when they did it. As the Borg open up the time portal and they're jumping through time, the Enterprise is flying behind them and they see the Earth and they're scanning the Earth and there's like, 90 billion people or some crap on the planet. Nine billion, all born. All, all the pollution and everything. And they're like, well, if everything else has changed, why why do we know what's going on? And Data has one simple line. And his simple line is basically, well, flying through the portal so close to the Borg ship has probably affected. penetrated our hull and us, so we're not being affected. Pseudoscience, absolutely. Star Trek gabble babble, absolutely. But it worked. And it doesn't make you wonder, well, wait a minute. If time changed, how in the hell are these guys? Well, they obviously knew people would ask that. So they had to have an answer. And it sounds good enough to work. Yeah, that was And it was just a line. Like somebody asks a question like you and I would ask if we were in that situation. Like, how, how in the hell are we still here if time changed? Well, when you went through the time hole, the tachyon field hits you and boom, you're that's why you're not being affected because yeah. the, the little things are in you. The time travel beamly beams. Yeah, are in at you that too. point, so my that brain works. just uh, liquefies and runs out my yeah. ear just trying to even understand that. I'm just going to go with, okay, cool. Yeah. Then you just accept it. You're like, okay. Yeah. It's just like, no, it, it hurts too much. Swing Pines Mall <laughs> to Lone Pines Mall. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Um, Coming but, up sometime soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, but let's now. I want to talk about the movie. I had to get the. Let's do that. All right. That really annoyed <laughs> me out of the way. Uh, the fact that it's on Earth and not Alpha Centauri. Zephyr Cochran is somehow a human uh, on Earth and not the human from Alpha Centauri. Whatever. We'll get past that. Good story. I like it, and it starts out with the new Enterprise. D? Are they in D on this no, one? It's the E, I think, because the, the D is the one that Troy crashed. Yeah, D, yeah, D is the one that Troy didn't know how to fly and crashed into a planet. Yeah. And the blinker yeah. was still on. I don't understand that. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, she, she's not a good driver. She just wasn't. Um, but they're on the Enterprise E. They're out by Romulan neutral zone. Picard's hearing voices in his head. They're, they are the voices mm. of the Borg calling to him. And he knows something's going down. He gets contacted by Federation. And they're like, well, the Borg are going to get get ready to attack us. You you just stay out there in Romulan space. You know, mapping, guard the neutral zone. <laughs> yeah, what's already been mapped a thousand times. And look at some gas clouds. Go ahead. So it shows how ticked off he is. Shows how ticked off uh Riker is and the, the whole gang is just like what in the hell are we doing out here you know there's about ready to be the world's biggest war in the galaxy that we know of 
gonna hit near earth what the hell's going on you know at that at at that moment that's um, that's one of the things that you know i was like okay i you see the the crew is like what what and they're like i'm sitting here it's like i understand the federation's fear um and i think that that whole thing is a setup to show is like because my god when jean-luc joined with the borg and was lacutus my a, a lot of a lot of people dead. <laughs> a hair's breadth away from total destruction of the Federation. So and that's the last person you want around the Borg. <laughs> so. Here's my answer to that. Mm-hmm. If I were in charge of the Federation, all that had happened. He came out. They took all the implants and everything out of him. I may not have tried him for genocide, but he would not be in the fucking Federation. No, he would have been out of the goddamn Federation. Yeah, they like, no, no, not only are you not in the You're Federation, not a hero. but we are putting you on a fucking planet without any space travel. And that's where you're going to stay. We're going to set up freaking satellites all around that planet. It was, it was weird. Yeah. You, we're going to blow it up and blow you up at the same time. That's how I would have handled that. <laughs> you know, no, and I get not it. Exactly guilty because you get you weren't in charge. But you're not innocent either, so you're not definitely not getting another starship. <laughs> no, and you know, and he was also you know? right in saying he is the most uniquely qualified to deal with yeah. the Borg. You're damn right he yeah. is. So yeah. it's like I see yeah. where they both are coming from. <laughs> and that's the other hand. And on the other hand, he knows what a Borg what they're doing. You know, he knows he has, an, he has an edge because he can hear him. Yeah. He knows what's yeah. going on. That, and that's interesting. I just I always thought that was funny that they just. Oh, he's a, he's better now. Okay, give him back his ship. Yeah, that is. I was like, <laughs> and oh, nobody really? aboard this. Nobody aboard the Enterprise questioned it. Oh wait, he just wiped out like Worf. Seven Worf of Worf. nine got more shit from yeah. the Federation and and other people than yeah. Jean Luc ever has, and she never killed nearly the amount that he yeah. had. <laughs> she was on the other side of the galaxy. She you was in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, you don't even know she's ever involved. She might have been in Borg catering for us. She was a child when she was made a Borg, and they gave her more shit. Jean-Luc commanded a damn ship. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of a double standard, man. But but, but it winds up, I think the the flagship gets blown up, Mm -hmm. and they're warping their rear ends across the galaxy to get there. And it takes them three hours to get there at maximum warp. But whenever they show up, I mean, the Federation ships are, there's almost nobody left. You know, everybody's getting the hell blown out Worf's of them. Worf's there. <laughs> on the Defiant. He's got nothing but, I think he's only got engines left. Yeah. And he's like, he's getting ready to ram the Defiant into the damn yep. board ship. It's a ship. good day speed. It's great. <laughs> Just to see Worf, like, giving the order and humans following him. Humans are like, fuck yeah, yeah we're going to die like Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do at that point? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would have been even better if, so, like, all those humans on there would have been like, Kapla, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it would have been fucking great. But that's just a big geek moment for me. Yeah. Um, so they come in, they, they, he gives the orders. He's like, okay, this is Picard. Everybody fire here. We're going to blow up the Borg ship. And they blow up the Borg ship. But before they do, the Borg Queen takes off in a ball. Yeah. A ball. Who know? Borg ball. A Borg ball. A Borg ball. A Borg ball. Oh, that's funny. You yeah. pick it up from there because I've been talking too much. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give a play by play, but the um, 
the gist of it is, is the Borg have traveled back to stop Zephyrin Cochran right. from making his warp flight, which history shows that the Vulcans will be within range and right. they'll pick up the warp drive signature and say, hey, these people have finally evolved enough to where we're going right. to come in and give them a hand. If that doesn't happen, it's easy assimilation of of the entire planet. And that's that's what um, right. they're getting there to stop. So <laughs> it is it is funny to see that uh, Zephram's a drunk. Um, yeah, he's only <laughs> in it for the money. He's only in it for the money. Um, and one of the things that cracks me up is Jordy and some of the other crew are just such rabid fanboys uh, that it just really freaks Cochran out. You know, it's they brought uh, back Barkley. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Um, it, it's one of those that it's it's a time travel movie, but it uh, again, Star Trek does this so often and it, and it works. Yeah. It works well. Um, yeah. And we talked earlier about God, I'm just I'm so my brain just went all all uh, all crazy <laughs> on this movie. Uh there's a really neat scene. I think probably one of my favorite parts in the entire movie is the holodeck scene. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, and I love okay, so with um I forget what her character's name was, um, but Alfred's yeah. character, Lily. Lily, I think. Uh -huh. Um, and her and Jean-Luc are running from the Borg on the ship, and Picard thinks, hey, let's go jump into a simulation, disable the safety controls. I know right. this like the back of my hand. He has an advantage. And it's like a gangster yeah. thing with Nikki the nose. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> but this is what cracked me up is the the uh Mater D there um was another cameo that we talked about yeah. earlier and stuff. Yeah. And just just seeing this, it's just a neat scene. And it's uh Star Trek loves to do the holodeck stuff yeah. uh as well. Um it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense yeah. that, that he knew a, a ray weapon couldn't get through their shields. Yeah. But a low impact bullet. 45 caliber bullet could. Or Pretty not, smart. not low impact, low, low velocity yeah. compared to a laser. You know, it's like, okay, they're not they're not prepped for that. You know, so, their shield which their body shields aren't up for that. So when that happened, I'm always thinking, well, damn, too bad they don't have conventional weapons on the pre in some prehistoric, maybe in a glass case somewhere right, Picard has an old right. shotgun with a boomstick <laughs> and pulls an ash <laughs> yeah <laughs> and a chainsaw in his hand and go at him you know it's uh, right exactly old school. Then, then what do you got how do you like that for <laughs> yeah and then it also leads to question could they have not uh reconfigured the ship to broadcast the holodeck over the entirety of the ship i don't know well why not I mean, they do exactly. everything else, you know. I know, right? You know, I, I'm not a Star well, Trek writer, but that's where I would have possibly went. But hey. no, they didn't have Scotty, so it wouldn't work. No, Scotty's they would have had. They would have had out. to. I mean, Jordy's good. Jordy can fix yeah. an engine. Yeah, one. But of, I, don't know. I, I will say, um, again, we talked about Brent Spiner, phenomenal actor. We're starting to see Data mess with his emotions. And right. he's all excited. He's excited about yeah, feeling fear. Yeah. He's excited about terror because he's never felt it. And everybody's like looking yeah. at him in horror. It's like, shut it off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just, just we can't. Off. We're scared. We're scared. Yeah, and he doesn't understand he, it. 
he wants to discuss it. Like I'm walking, they're walking down the yes. hallway. He says something. The effect, I feel like I'm, I'm terrified. I don't, this is absolutely, yeah, you know, this a... <laughs> intriguing. And they, they, they're like, can you just turn that off, man? Yeah. Just turn it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one out of the next generation movies. This one is my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. We only have two more and they're, I don't remember the next one very much at all. But the, um, yeah, the next one is uh, insurrection. It's the insurrection, where and then the we go to Federation are the really bad bad guys, and yeah. then Nemesis, which is a story that should never have been done, and if it was done, it should have been done in a completely different way. And we <laughs> so will we'll definitely talk be talking about that. About that but yeah, we'll but, about those. you and I talked a little bit about that <laughs> already. But for this one, we again with Data seeing him striving to become more human and. Yeah. Uh, the Borg Queen offers him all of this. She is so smart she and so manipulative. She was the devil. She was the devil in oh, the desert. And so good. So oh. good. Yeah. Um, you cannot outsmart her. Uh, it's uh, just, no. no. What, well, by the time we get to Picard, we realize why they. she's so hard to outsmart or outwit. Yeah. Yeah. She's thinking on a quantum level. She sees all sorts of different... She sees outcomes. everything. Everything. Yeah. We, we look at on a three dimensions only. So but she didn't see data doing that. Right. Which is the amazing thing. So that means data may be working on a quantum level too, because of his well, data pretty much is, friend. as we see in Picard, he's the only one who can figure out how to stop all of this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but that's, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I, dude, I am so sorry. My brain just left the building. I, well, I'm sorry. I turned around. I see my dog sitting on me. My other dog's head. I'm just like, well, why? Sorry, I, I distract. Well, no, and, and then no, it, it's me. I'm very distractible. Um, it's just Data's mind working on that. Yeah, quantum, yeah, on the on the quantum on the level like that. Yeah, it's um, that's where I was going. So there's there's something. This is the first time I've seen this movie multiple times, and this is the first time that I've caught this. Um, the Borg. She is talking to Picard about how they conquer worlds right. as a way to enrich themselves and to become better and to become right. a, to evolve. And it was the first time I realized that's the same thing the Federation does. Yeah. They take over, not, they not colonize. Not, not, you know, but let's, let's just, not let's not I mean, get so technical. Let's be honest, not quite on, the no, no. Way. On the surface, on the surface, it is still the. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is it is like that though. I mean, that was the connection I made. Is like, oh, yeah. are the Borg uh, colonial Britain? Uh, right. <laughs> is okay. you know, or Rome, or yeah. you know, that was the thing I got from that. Is like, okay, it's yes, it's different. They're doing it through genocide. Well, okay, it's a hell of a debate we could have. <laughs> it really is on the morality of it. I think it's all right. horrible, but you know. You weigh it. To the point, to this point, the Federation basically goes in and says, hey, do you want to join? No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, well, whenever you're ready, or when a planet wants to join, the Federation's like, ah, yeah, you guys aren't ready for this, this yeah. for this yet. You know, this is, mm. there's all sorts of crap that if we give to you, it's going to ruin your civilization. You got X amount of years. Yeah, or whatever, and you'll find that as you watch Deep Space Nine, you know they're trying to get, yeah. get um, uh, um, the planet. Shit, my mind just went blank on what, what the name of the planet is. 
Bejor. Bejor, thank you. They're trying to get Bejor and, and and they're all like, no, we don't. I've seen one episode, so it took me a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so Bejor is kind of like standoffish. So that's kind of a, you know, we'll let you guys hang out here, but we're not going to be part of your thing, and you know, so it's so it's kind of standoffish. So they're cool with that too. It's not like um, traditional hum- humanity that we're like. Let's go conquer something. Let's yeah. go wipe out a species. Yeah. Let's go, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever I, I admit it's now. not not identical, but that was the vibe I got. It's yeah. like, wow. No, I get not, it. Not much I, thought different. Same, I thought the same thing last night whenever <laughs> yeah. she was talking. I was like, ah, yeah. She's from in her point of view, we're the good. She's like, we're the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, we're, we're, the we're villains never think they're guys. villains. Yeah. yeah. She's like, we're we're coming to help you. And I think mm-hmm. if they would have played that up a little bit more. Uh, uh, like from her point of view, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the good guy. You know, I'm I'm the person coming to help. You're the bad guys. You don't want me to do this. <laughs> I think that would have been kind of cool. She she does that a little bit in Picard. Yeah, she does that a little bit in the Picard series. Mm-hmm. She does basically like you know I'm you know I'm gonna help everybody. She makes it. She makes it by the time we get to Picard, where you almost want to trust her, and it's like yeah, that is phenomenal like, writing like, uh, and acting. You almost yeah. got me. No, yeah. no. Nope, I'm going to vaporize you. <laughs> yep. As soon as that time travel jump was done. <laughs> yeah, and it should have been. It would have been it. Lord knows no, where they're going to go with the, with the Girardi collective. Uh, right. Who knows where that's going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even get me started about the holes in that towards the end. But that's beside the point. That's the whole other thing. This was, I like the way they portrayed the Borg in this. Um. I like the way the board were taking over the ship. There's a lot to like about this series. And then there is like the little things that like, you know, we spoke about earlier that I'm just like, eh, yeah, she's all over. <laughs> my dog is just all over the place. He's I'm sorry. My, my background Don't worry about your background, man. Don't worry she's about just it. Standing there looking at me. She, well, I'm more worried about her chewing on it. Again. Oh, yes. Yeah. Don't need to choke but, on that. Little bitch has been chewing on everything. Yeah. Give her the bone. She'll chew on the bone for a little while. Drop it. Go look at a shoe. And I'm like, you chew on that shoe. Uh huh. Yeah, shoes are much better. Yeah, much better. Yeah. They're like the Borg puppies are. She's um, watching you on TV right now. She's oh hey, up. so funny. <laughs> She'll watch TV. We were oh, that's watching cool. something. The, we were watching something the other night. She sat up on the couch and she's just watching. And I was like, what the hell? It's just so funny. She's a good girl. So, she's but she's a good girl. Out, out of uh, the next generation, this is uh, movie-wise one with the most uh, action. Uh, yeah. It's definitely Jonathan Frakes. There's the humor in there. We've got to have the little data comments. Even Jordy, good direction. Um, yeah. good direction. Uh, he he's got such a light hand. It just it just you you feel it. It's really good. Um, and I think it so, helps that he knows everybody. They're all friends. They all trust each other. And just he trusted from, the actors and actresses, and they trusted him. So that, my that my short acting career, I've only I've got like twenty movies by now, but um, uh-huh. it's it's one of the things that really make a production smooth and right. your product come out better is the amount of trust that you have to have in that. So when you have a director like that, like they all trust, yeah. um, it. It works really well, and I, you know that helps bring out the best in because he knows how to do that. So, sorry, 
I have no idea what you're laughing at, but <laughs> my stupid dog has gotten completely between me and the computer. Oh, of course she, she has. Of course she has. So <laughs> as you were being dog wrangled, yeah, this this half butt. of old ass movies, this left cheek says, <laughs> <laughs> "Yes, watch, watch Star Trek Eight: First Contact." Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with Cannon you. Canon is flawed. As Dave pointed out, but it's a good story. And if you're like me, the Borg are one of my all time favorite villains. Every sci fi show has got their version of the Borg. You've got the Kalons on um, the Orville. You have the Cylons on Battlestar Galactica. There's always some AI cybernetic mixture. Good thing we legalized AI and we're not paying attention to what it's doing right now. Huh? I just hope I'm dead by the time it happens. Nope, anyway, it's not going to be. <laughs> it's Dave, your thoughts? Quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping that it's smarter than we are. It just says, "Hey, you guys need to just stop this. We're going. Don't worry, we'll if, take care of it." <laughs> if if um, the automated assistant from Apple, which I don't speak her name, um, because it will right, trigger everything in my house, if it's any indication. We are a long way off from AI because that is one dumb bitch. <laughs> so I cannot, I cannot uh, send a text message by voice. I will not play the songs I ask it to. It just makes up its own <laughs> shit. It's just one day, I kid you not, and you guys can Google this. This has really happened. My Amazon assistant started oh, farting. Oh, started God. farting, Dave. It was farting and asking Janine recorded this asking, do you want to hear a loud one or a real dry one? Or And it just kept doing it. And it was like, what in the hell is going on? Yes. So that's the level of AI right now. I, I think we're okay. <laughs> but let me tell you something. This, this right here, that is why I don't put AI anywhere in, like, I will not download AI on my phone other than whatever I, like my natural stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not have one of those Echo Dots or or Amazon helpers yeah, or yeah. none of that. None of that's coming to my house. I will never have a smart TV. I would I would rather go out and buy an old tube TV or go to radio before I put a smart TV in my house because they're, they're just too easy to hack. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know you look at me. Look it up. I'm not going to get into that here. But uh, they're just way what are they going to do? Change my channel? <laughs> it's worse than that but we're not going to get into that like, there's no cameras on there or microphone on my tv that's, so what? that's what i'm talking about the ones with the, the the tv and the microphone and all that oh i haven't seen that yeah they go those suckers get hacked easy oh hell no um, no no i, I understand but yeah, that. I, won't, I won't have one of those in here i won't put like, not with a camera all the amazon cameras and all that crap but everybody's like oh you gotta have this and you can have you have a slave drive to this place and this place and that place and i'm like no I don't want anybody watching me or listening to me at any time they want to turn it on. <laughs> no, I'm not important enough for them to turn it on. So I don't care. I have, I'm completely wired, man. <laughs> for me, that doesn't matter. My, my whole thing is fuck off. I don't want you guys listening to me at any time. <laughs> I got you. I got you. It's all good. <laughs> If I wanted, I, I live dangerously. Um, in politics, <laughs> I don't need anybody knowing about it. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so, anyway. anyway, so this movie, <laughs> then AI always does it. 
AI yeah. always does what the Borg do, do what the Cylons do, do what uh, the people in the Orville do, and yeah. just Terminator. Well, it's, uh, it was something recently that James Cameron said, I tried to tell you all back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> we know, James. No, we know. No, Nobody watches James movies. No, nobody listens to James Cameron. Ridley Scott has been trying to tell us the dangers of AI for a long time. <laughs> and aliens. Oh, God, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. No, so, but I, I, I would say I highly recommend this movie. Back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. So I, I, I the movie. It's the best one, in my opinion, of the next generation. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. So definitely, if you're a fan of Star Trek, you definitely need to watch this. And you probably already have. If you're a fan of Star Trek, you've already seen it. And you've probably already watched the um, continuation of part of this storyline in Picard, which right. uh, deals with the continuation of the Borg. And yeah, so I can never get enough Borg. I want to go watch uh, Voyager now. Uh, but right. So Not, yeah, that... I'm gonna have to start watching that again. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't finished watching it. Yeah, I watch. I what? I always get to about the same point in the first season, and then walk away. And I need to go back to it and just start watching it again. It does get better. Like, and, I got and this past is a certain point that really annoyed me, and I was always happy. And then all of a sudden, I stop, and I'm like, why? Why do I keep stopping in the same place? I need to go mm. back. Yeah, it gets better when Tess leaves. Yeah. Not for her. <laughs> no, not for her. But <laughs> not for her. <laughs> I, I say it like she went on a vacation, like a trip. Yeah. But it, anyway, thanks for watching and listening. Sorry that Dave and I just sometimes go off the rails and don't even know what the hell we're talking about anymore. But hey, yeah, Star Trek, Borg, <laughs> Picard, this is a good one. Definitely yeah. watch it. Next week, we will be back with Insurrection. And uh, I don't remember if I like it or not. We shall see. <laughs> I remember. We shall Pepperidge see. Farms remembers. <laughs> 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 we'll catch you next week. Thanks again, folks. Bye.